smell There is magic to be found And stories here to tell Feed the fire, merry meat Dare to more than dabble All are welcome at our hearth For a little bonfire babble Bonfire babble Welcome to our shadow work preface Corey and I wanted you to know that the following conversation is not intended to scare you away from shadow work, but rather to inform you so that if you choose to delve into shadow work, you approach the work prepared with some safety protocols in place. We aren't trying to be fear mongers either. That's really important. We really want you to know that. We believe that self-introspection is good. It is so good. I mean, we do that all the time with tarot cards, right? We could be discovering shadow work Every single day we pull a card, but discovering unconscious habits and patterns that develop because you have lived not as intentionally as you want to, or you've been walking through life on autopilot, identifying that and changing it is good. Identifying those patterns is great. And meeting those parts of yourself is beneficial to identify those patterns. Healing is great and necessary. We are pro-healing. Corey and I have done shadow work, but in much different ways. I have absolutely done mine consciously in deep dive, and Corey has done hers via tarot and not quite as deep, but we have both benefited from it. Shadow work can become part of your life without ever taking over your life. But one of the points of shadow work, which we're about to explain in detail in our discussion, is to discover things about yourself that you don't know consciously so you can clear the blocks or to confront things that are hard for you to deal with that have happened in your life. And that can be tricky. And thus, we get a little bit cautious when we are in the middle of this conversation. I, Detta, get cautious right off the bat. We just want you to really think about the whole picture before you decide to do shadow work on your own. But as always, take what you need and leave the rest. You're all at different levels, not only in your witchcraft, but in your mental health journey. So feel free to check the show notes for skippers this time. Here's our conversation. We hope you enjoy it and benefit from it. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Hi, everybody. Hello. What's up? Uh, it is a dark and stormy night. It is. <laughs> and when you're hearing this, if you listen to it when it comes out, it's almost Sagittarius season. And probably also a dark and stormy <laughs> night. <laughs> the weather has been whack. Oh, yeah. Thanks, it's true. So true. <sighs> we hope that you had a great week since last week. I do anyway. I'm yeah. sure that it does. We all want you to be thriving. And I find November to be this weird, like, liminal space mm-hmm. between Halloween and Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, November, what even are you but an excuse to eat pie? Well, and I want to order out all the time. I've been ordering tofu teriyaki. Oh. Like, <laughs> I haven't been as bad because it's really nice to have somebody that can eat the thing mm-hmm. that I want to cook mm-hmm. and, like, to, like, have somebody to eat with right. and cook for and it's just been like really fulfilling and good so i haven't been eating out as much but like i want to just order pho and yeah. have it delivered to my home tammy's in rehearsal right now so i'm home at night 
on my own oh, and so I left may to have, your own devices uh-huh, uh-huh. and I do like to cook <laughs> and I love cooking vegetables but I'm already cooking two meals a day yeah and I get to dinner <laughs> at the end of work and I'm really tired and all I want is to I'm on I go on these uh binges of certain foods huh I wonder what that might be because of anyway uh certainly not because you have ADHD <laughs> no of course not <clears throat> no 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 I <laughs> I get in these food things in the last like week and a half it's been tofu teriyaki I saw this very funny tiktok of this person and the caption just said when the food fixation runs out oh and it was somebody eating something because a food fixation is like like Detta said, like you want to eat the same thing for many, many days. Like oh, sometimes yeah. I just want to eat top ramen and a grilled cheese. Oh, that's God. all I want. Now I want that. But that's all. That's like <laughs> that's my dinner tonight. But that's like all I want to eat every meal of the day mm-hmm. forever. And then suddenly it becomes disgusting to me for a while. <laughs> and so it's just this person sitting and eating something and all of a sudden just looking down at it and making like a face and being like, oh. <laughs> Our love affair is over. Our love affair is over. Go away we until I want you again. Base. <laughs> Uh, but I hope that it's okay. Yeah. But I want to talk about something very exciting that came oh. in the mail. Yeah. What'd you get in the mail? What'd I you got get a mail? book in the mail. What'd you get? A trend. A trend of things. We just keep getting books in the mail. I love it. It's great. Thank you, people. Thank you, uh, everybody. And thank you, Julia Helena Hadas. Because that is whose book I have in my hands it's right now. It's her new one. It's her new book. Which I don't think is actually out yet. So I'm feeling very famous and important. Well, I pre-ordered mine and I haven't gotten mine yet. But by the mid-November, I think it's officially out. Well, I'm feeling very, I'm feeling very expensive. <laughs> but it's called Moon Magic Mixology. And I am so excited. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful book. And if you don't have her first one, her first one is also beautiful. Witchcraft cocktails. Oh, it's, it's out there in the bookshelf. It's so good. It's so good. And it's just, it talks, just at the first part of it, there's a description of all the different phases of the moon and, like, what to do during them mm-hmm. and, like, which cocktails and which other, like, elements and ingredients and things to to focus on during these, the moon times. And there's a, there's a whole thing about mixing with the moon and moon magic on a budget and like i just oh and there's beautiful pictures it's like a coffee table book it's like a food art book it's gorgeous like here the winter moon old fashioned i cannot wait to make that oh my gosh it's beautiful beautiful and at the bottom of every page of every recipe is like really fascinating information if you haven't pre-ordered this book please do because it's great and if you don't get into it in time to pre-order it. Just buy it. By the time you hear this episode, by the time we release it, it will be out. Oh, good. It comes out November 9th. Perfect. Please yeah. go get this book. It's extraordinary. I'm so excited because we just, uh, today when we were unpacking the house, because we're still unpacking because it's mm-hmm. a process, uh, we found not just my liquor, but all of my mom's. So <laughs> she has a ton because she doesn't drink. Oh, wow. So wild. she just has a ton of liquor for people like when they come over to make hot buttered rum things like that around the holidays mm-hmm. so we just have mm-hmm. like a ton of booze and then i have like a million bottles of absinthe right now because my birthday is gonna be lit uh but mm. i'm excited because i have ingredients to make some of these things and i'm stoked that's so cool it's beautiful it is a beautiful book and it it feels i love like actual real books they're just the best and i know uh yeah it, it i try really hard to do 
mini on Kindle and mm. stuff like that because I know that it's or audio you know, or mm-hmm. uh, I do so many audio, yeah. so much audio. I think I'm reading three different books on my on my Kindle right now. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, and I know there's a shortage of paper right now, and 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 you know what? Let's just start using bamboo for our paper. It's a renewable resource, and it makes paper. Stop using those gorgeous trees. Let's just do it so we can keep having our books physical books anyway books forever well cool thank you julia because you rock you rock so much and we hope to have her on the podcast i love that yeah and in december we're having evo dominguez actually it might it might be released in january but we're recording with him in December, and That's I'm right. really excited to talk to him about the I think the I put it in my calendar, but if I didn't, yeah. remind me to. Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> For sure. So, yeah. That's exciting. Stuff. Yeah. Well, hey, what are we talking about today, Corey? Today we are talking about something that I'm excited to talk about because I know that there are a lot of people like me who hear about it constantly, but no one ever really tells you what it is, and that is shadow work we've talked a little bit about it peripherally on this podcast Mm -hmm. and we had actually i think it's okay for me to say this we had a lot of conversations about whether or not we were going to have this podcast episode or not totally okay to say that uh because dada and i have different perspectives on it a little bit i think and and also a lot of similar perspectives on it yeah we do and and we both just come at it from a little bit different place and Mm. i think that that made it kind of a like we just wanted to be very we want to be very yeah. careful with how we present this information. Yeah. And I have to say I think I actually found a lot of places that tell you what it is, but don't tell you why you're doing it and why it may or may not be important for you to yeah. do. And and how and what I actually think and this is one of the big things that we had a big talk. I think there's a lot of pre work you need to do uh-huh. before you do shadow work. Yeah. And I think uh, the reason that I went ahead and brought up my ADHD and stuff like that is I know Corey has shared quite often that she goes to therapy and there is no shame around that at all. Love you, and, Amy. Yeah. And I have done and will do therapy. I've done therapy since my 20s and will do it for the rest of my life because of, you know, like many of us had a traumatic childhood. And and that is my problem with shadow work or I shouldn't say problem. Problem's too big that of a is word. The, that, that is a hurdle or It obstacle. is a hurdle. Thank yeah. you. It's a challenge. It's- it's not a problem. It's just a challenge. Yeah. It's a challenge. <laughs> and and so I think that's where we're going to start. Okay. Is like, I think that we had decided. we. I think we talked about this episode more than we talked about any. We wanted to be a united front about yeah. the kind of information we're going to provide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so with that being said, should we just head out to the bonfire? Let's head to the bonfire. Skipping the library today, y'all. Yeah. We're going to do a teeny bit of library right at the top of the bonfire. Just we're going to we're gonna shout information at you as you walk through the library yeah. into the bonfire. Yeah, <laughs> to say, hey, go look at go this. Go look at this. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's head to the bonfire. All right. Go look at Young. <laughs> so uh, the term shadow work is Jungian. It's a Jungian term. Carl Jung. And do you need to know everything Carl Jung said about shadow work? Not necessarily. No. But it might be helpful context for you. 
to decide sort of whether or not it's something you're even interested in. Yeah. So let's let's take that first one, the fact that it was young. This is why we're at the bonfire and not in the library, is that he was a psychologist, everyone. Yes. This is not a witch. This his, is a psychologist. Yes. His work was psychology-based. It was about, oh, therapy. Yeah. And, and yes, so now before we get into what it is, I will tell you why some people want to do it and why people in our community, I think, I saw some people when I was doing the research about, you know, I, I, I was like, I, I need to, I should, I did our usual thing. We should have resources, blah, 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 blah. And what I found just like boiled my blood. And one of the things that I just kept going back to is that Young is a, is a psychologist. But one of the reasons people want you to do is because in order to manifest, in order to do spell work, a lot of times people really strongly believe that you cannot have personal blocks. And if you listen to last week's episode, Corey, you were mentioning about how when you do your spell work and you write it down in your book of shadows, you write what your mood was, right? So she's not in her head. Yes. yes sorry. Yeah. This, oh, no, is that's a, okay. this is an audio medium, Corey. Figure it out. <laughs> oh, gosh. But... But we've only done 60 episodes. Yeah, you know, well, you know, I nod my head sometimes, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why people it's in the 80s when I was in ninth grade, we had somebody come through that was part of the if you believe it, you can achieve it movement. Y'all, I look back at that. I still remember that sitting in ninth grade health class and go, oh, my gosh, they were teaching spell work. It was all that self-help. You know, how to manifest and sometimes how to manifest your your perfect life and all that. And if you could believe it, you could achieve it kind of stuff really based in capitalism at the time Mm. there. But I can see the broad shouldered suit and the two wide tie and the. Oh, no, he did. And And he was. Greasy fucking smile. (laughs) But that is why removing those blocks can sometimes help your spell work, especially if it's personal spell work for something that you really, really want. Does it always? Well, I've had a lot of blocks, people, and Mm -hmm. a lot of therapy, and I've done a lot of spell work, and sometimes it's worked even when the block has been in place. I think also to that point is that sometimes that, in the words of the girl from the Goonies, God put that rock there for a purpose, and I don't think we should move it. (laughs) And sometimes, sometimes there's... <laughs> now I have to watch that film. Sometimes there's a block and you put it there for a purpose. Yeah. And you have to go through something else before you can do that next and spell work. And that is where the work begins of... of Shadow work. The, well, therapy. Oh, yeah. So... Yes. 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 Yeah. So... So let's go back to that. So. Yeah. What is shadow work, in my opinion, from a Jungian view scope? Looking at parts of yourself you might not want to look at. Mm-hmm. Finding out what is hiding in your subconscious. Mm. And actively seeking aha moments. Now, that's the positive side mm-hmm. of shadow work. I don't know. There's so many witches out there doing this work. Like Juliet Diaz and mm-hmm. Eric Beneflor and Teresa at Warrior Goddess Witchcraft. Those are great resources yep. if you want to go and do like a class or a workshop or something. Uh, they do workshops specifically on witchcraft and shadow work. But I, I, I think it's really hard to do without a 
I think it's really hard to do unless you've had a therapist or a social worker or you definitely still have something in support and available to you or or really keen knowledge and sense of your own emotional triggers and your own mental health boundaries before you do deep dives into some of the prompts I saw for shadow work. And that's where I would like to yeah. input my two cents. Yeah, because come on in. Because I believe, I'm going to say something and it's going to be like, well, yeah, Corey, of course, it's very naive. But I believe <laughs> that everyone should go to therapy. But I also recognize that it is a, there are, there are so many barriers. Oh to my therapy. gosh, so many. And we're going to so, provide some resources at yeah, the end of the so episode. So hold on till the end of the episode. We have some resources for you. But it is, I, I don't think that it, unless it's a closed practice, like a culturally closed practice, mm-hmm. like Santeria or like whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think it should be unavailable to you if you don't have money. That being said, I think there are parts of shadow work that you could do. But I think that there are so many parts of shadow work after what I've done for research and the information that Detta has shown me and just like looking into it, like there is a lot of stuff that you should not do. I would like to provide an anecdote. Okay. I was in college. And a lot of the theater training that I got was really harmful. It was Stanislavski work. It was Stanislavski it? work. Yeah. And it was incredibly harmful emotionally, especially because I had come out of a sexually coercive relationship. I had come out of, mm-hmm. I, I had just like a lot of junk in my attic and it was full and it was bad and this work asked me to just start opening those boxes willy-nilly and presenting them on a plate so i was in a class called musical theater and we were asked to do a exercise called a two which is basically you say a speech to a person or a concept it's also called a parallel improv it's also called a parallel improv which should have been a red flag because i fucking hate improv um more power to you if you're good at it and you love it and it's fun. Even if you're not good at it, if you love it and it's fun, great. I don't like improv. I'm David Rose. Worst case scenario, I watch improv. <laughs> uh, but I had to do this too. And I was currently dealing with some stuff about my ex-stepdad. And this too fucked me up so badly that I did it. I sang my song and then I went and threw up for 20 minutes. Like ran off the stage went and threw up for 20 minutes Hmm. because I did not have the support, the tools or the knowledge to be doing that kind of digging in my attic. I have a question for you. Yes. So, and this is also for our listeners as well as you approach shadow work. We're going to bring this, I'm going to bring this back to shadow work, but also keep it on theater. Because Stanislavski is a lot like shadow work in a lot of ways. It is. It's gross. And well, it can be in the wrong hands and it works for some people beautifully and and same with shadow work. So I'm going to, we're not going to go away from shadow work, I promise. Not great in these hands. But this is something I wanted to say to our listeners. Yes. That I say to my actors. Yes. If you have not dealt with it in therapy, don't deal with it on stage. 100%. Here's the next thing. If you've never told anybody out loud about it, don't deal with it on stage. If you've only told one or two people about it in your lifetime and it's not something that you would talk about openly in a mic on a mic in a room full of people, this is not Stanislavski work. 
This has to be something that you've dealt with. So, for example, Mm -hmm. I can talk to my dad as if I was doing Stanislavski work, which I don't do a ton of Stanislavski work. It's torture work. If I can talk to my dad until the cows come home, and I can and I can make myself cry. I can talk to my ex husband and and cry. That's what Stanislavski work does. So shadow work. I can talk about them. I can I can go into that. If my dog died. When my dog dies, I, that is not shadow work I will be doing. I will not be delving into my my relationship with my dog for years and years and years. So if that's a block for yeah. some of my spell work, it's going to remain a block until I'm able to deal with it, which exactly. will be years after he passes. So that would that have helped you keep yourself safe? And listeners, does that is that a good guideline to keep yourself safe as you venture into shadow work. It doesn't mean you'll never deal with it in shadow work. You just might need some support or some time before you use it in your shadow work. That would have 100% helped me keep myself safe because there was a sort of, if you've ever been, I know you have, but this is for the listeners, if you've ever been in a theater class or you went to school for theater, there are certain professors who it feels like they get off on watching you dig up your trauma because that's what they were trained was real acting and, and they believe it gross because there's so much well it works for some people when done properly but that's another conversation the brain represses things i'm not a professional i'm not a doctor yeah i want to say that right now but the brain represses things so that you can survive them it's a coping mechanism yeah and so to have somebody sit in a circle And talk about the time they were assaulted or the time they were abandoned or the time that something truly horrifying happened to Mm -hmm. them so that you can make them cry. Mm -hmm. So you can access that and share that with the audience. There's a difference between emotional recall and this. Oh, so much difference. Emotional recall is my jam. That's my Mm -hmm. thing. I'm Mm -hmm. very good at it. It's It's my avenue into a lot of characters I play. But when it comes to shadow work, some of the prompts that Dada was talking about are if I may, yeah. think of your most traumatic... Oh, my God. Don't do that. Yeah. What was something horrible that happened to you in your childhood? What the fuck? That is a question <laughs> that instead of doing shadow work about it on your own, you might ask your therapist to talk about. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. I would like to explore coping with some things that were traumatic in my past. Can I talk about this thing? Yeah. And if you are experiencing a barrier to therapy, really think about what kind of benefit this kind of work will yeah. actually have in your practice exactly. right now. Exactly. Oh, Corey, if, that's such a great way to say that. Because if it's not going to benefit you right now, don't trip on it, man. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I There's a lot of shadow work, sort of not super deep shadow work that I've been doing without realizing it with my path working. And I didn't realize that some of the stuff I had to do in college uh, was like forced shadow work. It was awful, awful stuff that like left me totally wrecked for days and days and days. And Dada knows she went to the same college as me. And And that should not have happened. It shouldn't have happened. And I know that like it's not a comparison game. And the stuff in my youth and the stuff that happened to me growing up is is not is comparably not terrible 
but it was terrible. You know what I mean? It so was like, terrible for you, Corey. It's terrible for it me. Did, it caused trauma in your brain. So like, I don't think we can. You know, pain is not a competitive sport. But to <laughs> sit around and have not only this vulnerable opening of this, mm-hmm. but then to hear other people who had truly heinous shit happen to them. That whole thing was such an emotional fuck. Like, it was guilt on top of shame, on top of pain. And I think that if you're trying to go into something like shadow work without support, Mm -hmm. without parameters, without help, it's going to be grief on top of shame, on top of pain. Unless... You know yourself and you know what your triggers are and you have healthy, healthy mental health boundaries. And I think it, and, and then even if you do that, even then. I would say make sure you have someone you can call in case you, you know, trip yourself and have fall a down. a Yeah. Fall down a, a further hall, further hole. <laughs> yeah. Because I have yeah. I have that thing where people are always like, you're so self-aware. You're so like resilient. You're so strong. You're so together. You're so I hear self-aware a lot. Yeah. And when I was shopping for a therapist, they used that word on me a lot. And thank God Amy has not ever said that to me. Uh, but you can be incredibly self-aware and not realize triggers that you have. Yeah. I, I learned agree. a couple recently that I was like, that's new and yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. And that's why having somebody and have somebody. And it's it's also hard. Your friends are not therapists unless they are. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's really. So, for example, my wife is phenomenally supportive. I love and adore her. But if I used her all the time that, you know, that's but occasionally, that... oc- yeah, occasionally I could go, oh, my God, this happened. I didn't expect that, blah, blah, blah. And she listens to me. It's awesome. And then there are other things. It's like, are you OK? Yeah, I need to call my therapist. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, OK, cool. It's yeah. yeah. So everything unconscious is unknown and once you start digging around in that unknown that could be therapy um and i i would love to give some examples that i think that i want Corey to hop in on if um about how she feels about them so it it's also a trap also oh i think this is important to say that our shadow selves are our negative selves and i i do think most people did a pretty good job of no that's not true when some of the stuff i saw yeah it's all your negative and other people were like no it's not all all negative but there weren't enough of those it's just stuff it's stuff like see if you agree with this um there are things that we do unconsciously like habits and sometimes habits unconscious habits are not you know horribly destructive um and sometimes they are sometimes they can be improved on or sometimes they made sense when they were helping you in a different situation and now they don't fit anymore and it's time to discard them and Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean they're bad or you were bad or that part of you is bad so the other i think it's really important that if you delve into shadow work that you don't shame that you know little girl teenager 20 something that did that you go oh my gosh 
thank you so much. You did such a good job of coping with that. Like, way to make it through yeah, that. Yeah, we can now let that go and move on. And it and I just don't think that has to be negative. So cool. I think I think we're on the same page of that. May I say something to that point? Yeah, please. We learned uh, something in one of my yoga philosophy courses that I took uh, about vibrations and how there actually aren't any negative vibrations. Yeah. Like yeah. zero is the is the bottom and you don't go below that. Yep. So if it helps you to contextualize that uh, that way, that's helpful to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just notice where you are vibrating. What's your frequency right now? Is mm-hmm. it low? Is it shame? Is it high? Is it love? Like, where are you falling? But know that you are not bad or wrong and that there are so many beautiful things that exist in darkness and just because there's a shadow cast on them doesn't mean that they're they're bad or wrong. It just means that you might need to encounter, confront, think about. Them. I'm going to pass on an exercise uh, right before I talk about the shadow work I'm doing this season mm-hmm. that my therapist gave me that I've done for the last 10 years and I'll pass it on. It's it's a great place to it's where we started. It is I will not say it's easy or simple, but I will say it's something that you can do that um hopefully won't be triggering and won't be something well, I'll I'll say it when I get there. Maybe I should just say it since you've gone there. Let's go ahead and I'll go ahead and share that now and then I'll jump back. Yeah. Is that okay? Yes. Cool. What am I feeling emotionally when you name that? So you name it. Now, how does it feel in my body? And detach the emotion from that feeling. Just identify what you're feeling. I have a tightness in my chest and there's a fluttering lower in my stomach. And you've taken away the, I'm anxious, right? You've taken that away from it. Now I'm going to breathe into that and I look at it. Is there a story I tell myself when I get this feeling? Or can I just physically feel this? Just physically feel it. And now let that story go away that you attach to that feeling and just feel it. Is it really a bad, quote, bad feeling? Or is it just a physical feeling that actually, if you flip it and attach another story to it, feels good? Kind of like how excitement and fear are the same feeling? Exactly. How love and hate are really close. Close. Yeah. Passion and stuff. Do I make that physical feeling attached to an an emotional response? So that's all I'm going to tell you of that because that's all I feel uh, doesn't take you into. Is that something you can write in the show notes too? I can totally write that in the show notes. We'll make a tile for it. Yeah. And this is, it is absolutely, I'm not a therapist, y'all. I am not a trained therapist, but this is something that I've used for years and there's a lot more steps to this that maybe your therapist when they hear these first couple ones will go oh yeah I know that method let's go deeper yeah Uh, but uh, we're not going to do that but that is that is just a way that uh, a lot of times too when I get anxiety that's how I calm myself down that and the five things like um what can you see what can you hear what can you smell yeah yeah I uh a lot of my witchcraft practice comes from studying yoga philosophy oh yeah um which i try to disconnect from appropriating as much as i can every single day yeah but there when you mentioned like what are the stories i tell about myself in this feeling that is something when we talk about the wheel of suffering that one of the reasons we stay on it is because we tell stories about reality instead of just experiencing reality Mm -hmm. and sometimes those stories become 
like ruts. They become yeah. like deep, deep ruts that we can no longer discern the story we tell about something and what actually is. Yeah. And I think that that's fascinating. I think so too. I yeah. love that. So what else is shadow work? You know, what are our blocks moving forward and how do we find out? So now we're going to talk about this if you feel like you're ready to do it. So, or if you feel like you've got support in place and this is, and we're still not going to do a deep dive on how to do it. But these are some of the things you might ask yourself that I think keep you out of therapy land. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, therapy land. you know, there we are. A magical what a land. glorious morning. <laughs> uh, what, are, what are your values? How do you find out? We're doing values work in therapy right are now. Re- oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, don't ask yourself that. Don't, no. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's important to ask yourself that, but I think that maybe digging too deep. Don't, yeah. Get some support. Someone to talk well, to. Well, yeah, and I think once you go into why are those your values, I think that's therapy yes, definitely. land. What your values are, I think, I don't know. I think that's important to think about every day. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what do we hide from ourselves that we don't want to look at? Now, we might be going back into therapy land here, but these are some of the things that shadow work deal with. So we said we were going to tell you what it was. So we are. So now that we've given all that, you know, uh, I think we're 31 minutes into disclaimer land. (laughs) It's just been a... Uh, an episode sprinkled with disclaimers. Yeah. So what do we hide from ourselves that we don't want to look at? And I'll start with a safe one. Um, and I really say that because anything could lead to deeper therapy and our childhood, at least for me, um, and that may not true for anybody, but I do think that anything, again, it's why shadow work is so personal. And that is what do we hide from ourselves? I, I was so freaked out about this, y'all. I wrote a lot of stuff down and I And I didn't read everything I wrote, which was a mistake. But anyway, that's, but that's, you know, what do we hide from ourselves? Could be, could be safe for some people. I think too, there's a chance that you might be doing like light shadow work. Yeah. All the time. Like when I do, when I do a tarot reading for myself, I will immediately have a reaction to what I read. And if it's something that I I perceive as negative, I immediately pause and go, why have I reacted that way? Yeah. Because it's unpleasant and I need to know why. Uh, so you might be doing it now, you know? Like you might be doing some like some lent, like gentle surface shadow work that you don't even know you're doing. And I do believe, I really believe this, you all. I think there are some of you out there that probably are fine and fine doing the deep dive. Mm-hmm. But again, since we don't know you personally. <laughs> if you have it's, depression, yeah. anxiety, if you have been in the past or are currently at risk. Yeah. Maybe this is not yeah. a practice for now. Yeah. But is but if this is for you. Yeah, if it is for you. Uh, I'm going to share what I'm I'm going to I'm doing a couple shadow paths this um that I started back in October, uh, the new moon in October, Mm -hmm. and that I will continue through January or February, probably to in bulk, uh, is when I do a lot of my shadow work. So uh, you're hearing me talk a lot today. I love it. I'm I'm learning and I'm learning and I'm listening. This is what I'm personally working on right now. And it is the first level of this season's shadow work. And I have three levels this time. And that changes from year to year. I really care what certain people think about me that have no place in my daily life and I obsess about it occasionally. And they're the same people over and over again. Should I deal with this in therapy? I have, and it's safe enough topic to revisit on my own. It is, 
Is it part of obsessive or compulsive behavior? Perhaps. Perhaps it is. It's that rut that you were talking about, that brain, Mm -hmm. which I then go to in and out, or not in and out, out, inside out. Inside out, That great, oh my gosh, I love that movie so much. You know, that our path, our hippocampus, it's actually a physical thing that our hippocampus does and takes us to the same island every single time. So I'm trying to change the path. Redirect your course, yeah. And go to a different island. So, and I've done that. So I have done that, but it, but I'm aware of it, and I still do it sometimes. And was the obsessive behavior caused by a traumatic event? Well, not directly, and I don't need to go to a traumatic event to examine this block or behavior. I know this about myself because I've done therapy for a long time. So it's <laughs> safe. It's a safe thing to deal with because I have revisited. There are a couple of people that I'm like, oh, gosh darn it. So what? these are the questions I'm asking myself. What makes you uncomfortable versus what makes you unsafe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Might have heard that before if you listen to the podcast. Uh, what are some reoccurring patterns you notice in your life? Which ones are you working on for you? Which ones are not working for you? Some of your habits that aren't working for you. When do you self-sabotage yourself? <laughs> uh, Sorry, I'm not laughing at no, you. No, no, I know. I'm I know. And this is and why. Laughing in commiseration. <laughs> And this is why, like I said, some people are totally ready for this, but some people, these are going to be triggers. Uh, Does this come from a feeling of being unworthy or a fear of too much attention or a fear of commitment or something else that I haven't thought of yet, which is why I'm doing shadow work? Uh, What do I admire in others? What do I admire in myself? What traits do you dislike in others and what traits do you dislike in yourself? And do you approve of yourself? So those are questions, and there are a lot of them, and they're deep, some of them, and some of them are surfacy. And then I time travel when I'm dealing with these, and this is what I call it. I call it time travel. I love that. I choose last week, last year, and certain ages, and I do this weekly, not daily, because... Um, That'd be so exhausting. It would be. Thank you. That's exactly it. That would it. be exhausting energetically, <sighs> mentally, emotionally. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. What can I write to... What can you write to yourself about last week that you're really proud of and happy you did? What did you do last week that you would like to change? Or your five-year-old or your 12-year-old or whatever like that. But that's getting in the therapy land, y'all, if you haven't done therapy, which again, I have <laughs> for 30 years. So um, what is something uh, that you could do daily or weekly that makes you happy? Yes, this is part of shadow work because what Corey was saying about lifting those frequencies, you got, you cannot go to those low frequencies and live there. You can't live there. No, you cannot live there. That is not what shadow work is. That's not what it's about. It's a place to visit, look around, take what you need and leave. It's like an animal crossing. Yeah. You oh, can, I don't know animal crossing. So in animal crossing new horizons, you can fall asleep in your little bed in your house and you can dream walk to other islands. You can't take anything. You can't leave anything. You can't really affect anything necessarily, but you can take it all in. You can explore. You can walk around and look, and then you come back. Mm. You don't live in other people's dream islands. No. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Or in or your, in your own, own dream islands. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, so that's what is something you can do daily or weekly that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, something just for you. I revisit this every new moon. 
like that. Yeah. Along with my setting my new intentions, I, so like I was jumping in the water for a while, for about a month. And I thought I was, I know I was going to keep doing it even though it was cold. And I was like, yeah, maybe not. Um, And then the last thing that I do, again, not every day. I do this a couple of times a month. I pick an age and I write to myself and I tell myself how proud I am of them. You know, kind of what we were mentioning earlier. Did they handle a situation well? Did they not? Is that okay? And then and then tell them that was okay. That, did, did they get out of bed? Awesome. Did they stay in bed? That's awesome too. And And talking to those parts of yourself that you that need that love yeah because they're still inside you even though you're not that person anymore see for example that's not a thing i would be capable of doing right now yeah see i would not be able to do that and you gotta know that it would take me to a very very unhappy place to do that right now and i know that and you gotta know that you do have to know that and it's also okay if you don't know that and you start it and you go oh no no wait wait. yeah just Just kidding just kidding stop the floor in this room is lava and i don't want to go in there yeah call a friend Mm -hmm. have a backup plan if you if you want to try this on your own and you want to try that prompt and you think oh no it'll be fine please before you go into it have and then make sure you push that panic button you know that you're i'm gonna walk out and go grab a coffee if this or happens. Or I'm going to go make a sandwich after this. Or, or I'm going to go do literally anything that makes yeah. me feel good. Because pet the dog. Pet, pet the, the cat, dog. Call a friend. Take a bath. Take a bath. Yeah. Yeah. Let that energy drain down the drain. So that's it, everyone. Yeah. That's what I have on shadow work. When I think of shadow work, I think of the moon card. Yep. I think that's a perfect card to think of. To me, the moon card really encompasses what shadow work is. It is... It is paying attention to the parts of yourself that you can't see very well whether you just can't see them very well or whether you are actively trying not to see them yeah and like I said sometimes that rock is there for a reason don't move it and sometimes (laughs) if you have the support to help you move that rock move that rock yeah but but I think what's also exciting about shadow work mm -hmm. It are the aha moments. Yeah. I think the aha moments are are why some people also get a little bit uh, addicted to shadow work. Uh, so you got same same thing with spiritual highs. I mean, people can get addicted to spiritual highs, but you can't live there. You can't live there. I mean, you might want to. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't. Can't do it. Yeah. It's, but yeah. But having them is good. Yeah. Experience. If, <laughs> oh, if life were only moments. <laughs> but if life were only moments, you'd never know you had one. Yeah. So you can't, I, I don't think it's, I don't think you can live in those moments, but that's just me. Yeah. And I, I, aha moments are brilliant. Yeah. And they can be, they can be very good and they can also be very, oh no. You know what I mean? Like when you realize something or like if you're like me and you have a recovered memory of something and it makes you understand a circumstance that you're in a little bit differently and it makes you go, fuck, (laughs) I don't want to know that. Like, I don't, I don't want to know that right now. Like, Mm. I don't want to know that. And, and sometimes they're so good. Sometimes they're like, oh, that's why I am like that. And that's so cool and great. And so shadow work is, is bumpy, I think. Is it necessary? Is it necessary? I don't know. I've been practicing magic for several years now and never done it. 
at least except, not intentionally. Yeah, except we do it all the time. Yeah, but I've never like I mean, dived deep. I've never fucking Stanislavskied myself again. I think, trauma. <laughs> I think if you're doing it on purpose. It's just, it's different than when we just do it in our daily lives. And some of this you might have gone, um, you too. I do this every day. What the hell is the big deal? Mazel Cool. Yeah. I mean, seriously, that's really awesome. I mean, a lot of people do do this stuff. And for those of you who don't, then that's what that... That's what that 30 minutes of disclaimer was about. (laughs) Just like you don't have to have the expensive shiny rock. Just like you don't have to have beautiful adorable altars all over your room just like you don't have to necessarily keep a a beautiful journal bound in like yep. leather like you don't have to do any of those things because the magic is in you already yeah it is and you decide because you are magic and you decide how you interact and interface with that divinity oh yeah so yeah is shadow work valuable sure is it necessarily valuable for you? Mm, that's got to be your decision. And that's okay. Yeah. But be... That's going to be the title of this episode, I think. Shadow work. Is it for you? <laughs> <laughs> Ask me how. Uh, I think what I would say, though, is... And I think this is reasonable. If somebody is telling you to do prompts or or suggesting stuff for you to do oh gosh or if you just google it and or you if look you at just all google prompts, it oh my but god but if somebody is giving you prompts and mm. you're and you look at them and you're like this is trauma porn yeah. like i do not feel comfortable doing this don't do it homie walk away walk away Run. quickly in the other direction yeah and yeah on that note why don't we give some resources yeah should we head out to Sparktown? And at the end of the Sparks, we're going to leave you a lot of resources for mental health. Yes. So let's uh, let's head out to the Sparks. I love it. Let's All head right. them up. So I'm totally going to do one that I didn't tell you I was going to do. I'm so ready. Because after this talk, I'm really inspired. There are some people that um, I want to remind you of an old Spark, and that is Amy uh, Band Live Picks. So here are my new ones. Time Travel Toaster. Kim is her name. And I believe it's a public account. Now that I've said that, I want to go check it and make sure. She posts the funniest shit, y'all. She is (laughs) so funny and uplifting. And then the bone lines. I also don't know if it's a public account. But if it is, the bone lines post the most beautiful poetry, reflective poetry that just makes you think about the world, about yourself, and all of that good stuff. And I think both of them are just really awesome and wonderful. The and again, Bone Lines is public. Oh, thank God. What about you, Corey? My spark this week, I'm going to tell you, we couldn't find it, but I'm guaranteed. I feel so sure I've talked about it before, but I want to talk about it again. So I'm like really deep in there in their Instagram these days. And I, I just want to really talk about it. Uh, it's studio B. So studio space B E. It is, uh, a collective. It's an art collective and it's, it's so amazing the work that they're doing. Uh, so please go give them a follow. Uh, they have a shop, they have visual art, performance art, lifting up and emphasizing marginalized voices 
Awesome. So, so please, 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 please <laughs> go check them out. All right. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Let's talk resources, Dada. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Planned Parenthood. Hell yes. Finding a therapist who works on a sliding scale. This takes some effort, but they're out there. Uh, so just picking a therapist. It's and, hard. And calling and saying, hey, do you do sliding scale? They'll say yes or no. I mean, I know cold calling sucks, and it I know sucks. a lot of people have phone anxiety. Emails also are, are a good way to do that. Yep. Uh, are you in college? Go to your college page, and you can usually get free therapy on campus. I did that a couple times. You can go to Bellevue College in Washington State. When you type it in, you'll get all these other things. But Bellevue College in Washington State used to be Bellevue Community College. And I'm going to link our resource page, which links you to all these other resources outside of the college. Mm-hmm. Uh, as And not just mental health resources, but also food security and rent security, all of those. And by the way, we have food security and rent security in our link tree. So please feel free to check that out. I do not know why I know this, but I have Australia Service Northwest. I don't know why I know that. Somebody must have given to me, given it to me at some point, And I will put that in the show notes. And then I found a couple of other places. Do you have some? I would just say the Trevor Project has a lot of stuff. The what? The Trevor Project. Oh, yeah. They've got a list of resources as well, as well as a, they have like a hotline or like a chat, like a live chat you can do. Okay. Um, if you just need to talk to somebody. I have a couple others, and here's the thing. I'm going to share them with you, and I, I have not, I've not been to them or used them, but I, I tried to find things that had some sliding scale that didn't like put them so far behind the paywall. And I got really excited for a minute about Talkspace and they've got a month, but it's really expensive. It's really expensive. Uh, it's Better like, help Talkspace. Yeah, it's $65. I mean, not really expensive. It's 65 per week. But there was another one that's on Instagram all the time that was like, oh, affordable therapy. Yeah, 90 to $150 per session. And you have to pay it all at once a month. If, <laughs> if I like, had no. been told that and somebody had said to me, this is affordable yeah. in like college or even five years ago, yeah. I would have had a mental breakdown about yeah. it. But, and here's some, and again, I don't know, I have not used these guys. I've just found them. But Cerebral, have you heard of them? I've heard of it's them. It's called never... Get Cerebral. It starts as low as $7 a week, and then it goes up to 20 bucks a week after your first month. So That's could, yeah. not free, but it's not bad. It's not. And then the other one I found was Optimum, and they have a lot of other services as well. And it looks like this one might have psychiatrists because they have the ability to... Prescribe. Uh, yeah. And it's $9 for the first month and then 59 per month after the month. Again, not nothing, but... But yeah. 59 over the course of a month, if you're able yeah. to scratch together a few bucks a week, that's... Yeah. And both of those, like, I, if you've been following us for a while, you heard uh, Corey's story of having a therapist that was not so great mm. and then having... <laughs> And then needing to find another one, Amy, who we love. Amy, who we love. Yeah. I had I had two therapists who were not so great. These two services allow you to switch therapists. Nice. You're not stuck with one, and so those might be options for you. And 
there are also lots of hotlines, uh, suicide prevention hotlines, but also just hotlines, hotlines to talk to. Yeah, people. LGBTQ, Some people, especially in the you know global situation we're in. Yeah, there's people who are just isolated, mm-hmm. have no one to talk to, no one mm-hmm. to touch, no one to like bounce thoughts off of, and it can be really, really hard on the mind. So, yeah. just call, call to talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Can I say a really quick, cool thing Please. that happened? Um, speaking of my therapist, who I love and will never show up out because she's great. <laughs> uh, she asked me about my practice. Wow. Yeah. And when I I told her and I was like, here's this and this and this. And she was like, thank you for sharing that with me. And I was like, you're the first person I've, the first therapist I've felt comfortable sharing that with. And she was like, well, then that was extra amazing and brave. And I was like, you're great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's really nice to have somebody objective who doesn't really necessarily get all your shit, but can, like, speak on it. That's cool. It's really cool. She's great. I hope she never listens to this podcast. Therapy's great, <laughs> she's <y'all>. great. <laughs> Therapy's good. And, and shadow it, work can be good. Yeah, 100%. I yeah. think it's something I will probably eventually work on. But I'm laying that groundwork first because having accidentally dabbled a little too close to the sun mm. it is uh it's it's not necessarily for me yeah yeah that's okay See? and she's still a fucking kick-ass witch thanks buddy yeah there you go so there you have it well everybody thanks for uh listening to us yeah we really appreciate you hey before we go everybody go ahead and pull your shoulders back a little bit ooh, and ooh. take a big old breath in and let it out. Cool. Unclench your jaw, babes. Rad. Until next time. Be well. Harm none. And don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. And we'd like to ask you to rate and review us on Apple Podcast. And to press the little plus sign on Spotify to add us to your episodes. You can also find us on iHeartRadio and just about anywhere where you listen to podcasts. But if you want to reach out and talk to us, you can email us at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter or just ask us questions and hang out. You can catch us on Twitter at bonfirebabble or on Facebook at bonfirebabblepodcast or on Instagram at bonfirebabblepodcast, which is where we spend most of our time. Yes. We are also... Hooray! On TikTok now at Bonfire Babble Podcast. Thank you, Corey. Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, it's a little baby page right now, but we are recording things and putting them up. And our website will also start to have a lot more information, and that is bonfirebabble.com. You can also reach out to us in a more tangible way. We have a P.O. Box now, which is P.O. Box 16341. Seattle, Washington, 98116. We would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle. The Duwamish people, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. For more information, reach out to realrent.org.